Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. And uh, join us during the week, by the way, Fox Business, 4 to 5 p.m. every day. The name of the show is Kudlow. You can get it 4 to 5 p.m. every day. And if you can't, just uh, if you can't make it at 4 for some crazy reason, just text your favorite 9-year-old who will teach you how to DVR the show, and you'll never miss a thing. And right here on the Internet, you can live stream us, LarryKudlowShow.com. Let's jump right in. Talk to my dear friend Kevin Hassett, former chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors, distinguished visiting fellow at Hoover Institution, and author of the most important book of the century called The Drift, Stopping America's Slide to Socialism. Kevin, how are you? I have not talked to you in a little bit, and I want to ask you about the economy, which – the GDP tracker from the Atlanta Fed has got better than 3% growth in the fourth quarter. Fed's trying to kill the economy to slay inflation, which is probably the wrong approach. But what are you thinking here, and how are you? Oh, yeah, I'm doing okay. And as, uh, Larry, you might be alluding to, I, I ducked your show for a week because I'm still sort of locked in my attic with COVID. But, uh, you know, it's pretty much gone now. And uh um, I, I uh, had to not do my regular appearances on Good. Because of, but, but can you imagine I've been vaccinated four times and I've now had COVID three times. And so, so remember when there was this time where we were talking about herd immunity and stuff? I had it. <laughs> it I had doesn't it. Work. It doesn't work. I had it for five days. I had COVID for five days. Yeah. With three, yeah I, I thought you were vac- not on the show a few weeks ago. Right? Yeah. Three um, vaccinations later. It wasn't bad. It was just like a bad head cold, but. I did have Judy had it. Saintly wife Judy had it for a couple of days, but we're okay. Yeah, and it gets back. It gets back to uh, like the, and then we'll circle back to the economy, of course. But it gets back to the basic point that it's you know we just have to get used to it. It's like having the cold or having the flu, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. you know everybody's getting it now, even though we've had these vaccines. And you know I, I think it was a real disservice to the country when Joe Biden said it's the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, guess what? You know, I even had the bivalent vax and I still got it. So, uh, you know, it's just, we have to get used to it. But anyway, on the economy, um, I wrote a piece at National Review this week, which I, uh, I forgot to forward to you, Larry. Yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I always forward my pieces to to, to you. (laughs) And this because of the COVID, I got COVID brain or something. I forgot to do it. So in any case, the, uh, the point I'm making is, that, do you remember the Greenspan put? Yes. So the idea was that whenever the economy went south, then Greenspan would bail it out. And so you, there's no reason to sell your equities if they go down a lot because he's going to come in and cut rates. Hmm. Um, I think what now is going on is I think that we had a recession really in the first half of the year. You and I talked about it. Mm-hmm. And normally when there's a recession, consumers start to be really risk averse. They do something um, which economists call buffer stock saving, which is, you know, they sort of build a buffer stock. So if they lose their job, they can still pay their bills and so on. But what happened this time is that we had this sort of head fake towards a recession or had a recession. And then the consumers had a party. 
And so I think the only explanation for it is that we've got something which I'm calling the COVID foot. Mm. And the COVID foot is you might as well party like there's no tomorrow because as soon as like things get tough, Congress is just going to mail you a check again. Mm. Um, and mm. so there's no reason to be risk averse going into next year. Uh, but, you know, uh, c- consumption is so strong in the fourth quarter, it's adding uh, right now, according to the latest numbers, 3.2% to GDP growth. And GDP, the real GDP now estimate is 2.6. So absent a consumption spin binge, it's a negative quarter. Mm. And and so it really is kind of puzzling. And, and and the only explanation, there isn't really a lot of savings left from the previous stimulus checks. I think the only explanation really is that people expect they're going to get checks next year. Will they? Got a Republican I House? I think they may not get them. I think they may not get them. I think they may not get them. And, and so that's why when I'm thinking about uh, where we are now, so you remember 1980, there was this little sort of short, shallow recession. Inflation didn't really get under control. And then in 81, you know, the Fed really cracked down and we had a really deep and sharp recession. So I think we're basically headed into 1981 again. Mm. We had like the 1980 little short recession. And now in 81, you know, the Fed is going to you know finish its business and make sure that inflation is under control. And and. You know, right now, the federal funds futures are saying they're going to lift the rate to 5% over the next few meetings. I think that's like not even close to what they're going to do. And one of the things that you and I used to do this in the White House is you can you can back out what the market thinks about the whole probability distribution of future interest rates by looking at options markets and stuff. Hmm. And so right now, the odds of the federal funds rate next fall being above 6% are looking like about 30% hmm. in, in the options market. So, so, it's, it's, so it's definitely the case that the sort of rosy scenario of 5% is baked into the market, but there's an enormous amount of uncertainty right now about how far they're going to have to go. And I think you and I both believe they're going to have to go higher than 5%. Well, you know, you look at the um, just yesterday's PPI, bad number, 7.5% year on year, uh, and these monthly numbers keep hovering around, I don't know, 4 or 5%. Uh mm-hmm. So without any help, let's say, from turning the spigots on for oil, which would lower prices uh, or any deregulatory moves or even tax uh, cuts, I mean, it's all the Fed's just trying to slam the economy into the ground. So the economy doesn't want to go into the ground, maybe because of what you're saying with these uh, consumer spending numbers, they're going to have to be tougher and tougher, the Fed. I mean, it's going to get ugly in 20 three next year and maybe 24 also. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, yeah. And and again, um, the pattern in stagflationary recessions, which you and I have talked about on, on your show, especially yeah, both on, on the weekend and on TV, uh, is that inflation, when it starts to go down because of Fed tightening, it goes down to the wage inflation level. And then it stays there until the unemployment rate goes up so much that firms can start paying lower wages. And so right now, you know, we've basically had inflation drop to about the wage inflation level of like around 6 percent mm. um, running over the last few months. But it's sort of stuck there just as it always has. And, you know, so basically firms can't um, increase prices less than 6 percent if they're increasing wages 6 percent because most of their cost is wages. And so until there's a lot of unemployment and firms have some market power vis-a-vis workers and can offer lower wages, 
then we're stuck here at this inflation level. And so the only way to get below that is for the unemployment rate to go up one or two percent. It's sad. It's going to cause a lot of harm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the cost of all of this sort of printing money that we've been doing over the years. But it's the only way to stop inflation. And so so it could be that we won't stop inflation um, and that we'll stay sort of in an economy kind of like we got right now, but with inflation. Um, or it could be that the Fed will be serious about it, in which case they're going to have to do a lot more than market thinks right now. It's a hell of a way to run a railroad. You know, you think <laughs> yeah, about it. I mean, it's just, you know, uh, the House Republicans, can they do something that ameliorate this? Yeah, they sure can. And, and, and you know, I actually wonder what you're thinking is about whether McCarthy's going to really have trouble being the speaker. But assuming that McCarthy's speaker uh, – you know, he'll, he'll be able to organize some pretty fiscally responsible guys and the House has to pass spending. And so my guess is uh, that spending is going to go down a lot, which will really help the infl- ease the inflationary pressures. You know, uh, the best way that I think about like how high spending is, you know, Joe Biden's claiming that he's reduced the deficit by more than anybody. But of course, that's just removing COVID stuff is that if you look at the CBO forecast from 2019, right before COVID, for spending this year, and then if you look at what spending is actually going to be this year, it's $600 billion higher. Mm-hmm. $600 billion higher. Mm. And, and, and so we could cut spending $600 billion this year, and we'd just be at the sort of profligate spending we forecast in 2019. Mm. Uh, and so there's a lot of room for fiscal responsibility. And as you know, that if you withdraw government demand, then it helps ease inflationary pressure. Yes, Yes, I mean, really, that was the source of it, of the inflation to begin with. The Federal Reserve, unfortunately, uh, monetized it, but that's where the thing got started. So that's the best way to end it. And, you know, they ought to come out and, and they won't get it through the Senate, Kevin, but they ought to come out and start talking about making the Trump tax cuts permanent. You know, some of that mm-hmm. stuff on the investment side, some of that stuff goes away in 2023. The, bon- yeah, the bonus sure. depreciation, for example, which will hurt business investment. So they ought to start talking about that, shouldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and so what do you think about it? Is McCarthy going to be able to pull it off? And, yeah. Or is it going to just blow up? No, no. I think he will. I think he's, uh-huh. make, he's making his deals now. Um, you know, those guys have to figure out they're either going to hang together or they're going to hang separately. This is their moment. Uh-huh. They've got to have an agenda and they've got to come up with a good growth-oriented budget. They won't get it passed, but that's the messaging they have to make, seems to me. But I think McCarthy can do it, Kevin. I think he can. Yeah, I hope so, too. And, and, and again, um, if you think about it, Andy Biggs and the guys who are opposing him are just basically budget hawks. And so if he's making concessions to be speaker, he's going to be making concessions in the direction of correct policy. Right. So it might even be that the people who are holding out are doing this all a service yeah, by making it clear that, that the, you know, that the speaker is going to have to be really, really tough on spending. And don't forget that the Senate can't spend money without the house. No, that's they right. They have a lot of power. They have a lot of power that's to right. slow this stuff down. By the way, you're sort of describing a double dip recession, which is, uh, I don't know if you remember Bob Heller, Robert Heller, who was a Reagan appointee to the sure, Fed yeah. years ago, but he's a smart guy. He's been talking to, in similar ways to what you're suggesting. You had your recession in the first half of this year. Uh, Now you're getting a consumer comeback, but the Fed's going to have to nail it down some more, so you're going to have a second round of recession. 
It's going to be yeah. a lot of heartache, I might add, for the whole, you know, the workforce and everybody. I mean, well, yeah, it is. But 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 I think that that it's going to be the thing about 81 and you were there um, is that in the Reagan White House is what I mean. But 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 it was really it was what a classic Milton Friedman. He used to say that a recession is like plucking a, a violin string mm. that if you pull it down farther, it snaps back faster. Oh. And 81 was was a classic, you know, uh, uh, plucking recession. It, it, it went down really deep and then it snapped back really fast. And then we had the Reagan boom. Mm. And I think that with a gridlock Congress, with Joe Biden's best ideas basically on ice, mm. um, that there's a chance for, for an 81 style, like, mm. you know, get inflation under control and then head for a boom. Mm. And so, so I, I don't think I'm, I'm not as as sour about the future of the world as I was a year ago, because mm. I can sort of see an end to it all now. Mm. Well, that's good. All right, buddy, you go get some rest. <laughs> go get some rest yeah. and uh, shake this uh, COVID business, and we'll talk during the week. How's that? Yeah, that sounds great. All Thanks, right. Larry. Kevin Hassett, everybody. And by the way, I want to plug the book. It's called The Drift, Stopping America's Slide to Socialism. It's a really important piece of work. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and uh, John Carney of Breitbart Business coming on next up. Please stick around. I'm Kudlow. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. 